0: Uh, We'll get to the singing in a moment, but this is going to be the first um, patch of me talking, and it's going to be a little bit longer than the others. Uh, We're looking at these golden nuggets of truth and inspiration and uh, just some things to spur us on in our faith in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. So turn there. If you were listening to the scripture reading, you heard an interesting way that it's phrased. Uh, we'll get to that in one of the parts. But it says, Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. So on your outline, we have these things Be on the alert. Stand firm, act like men, be strong. We have a section and a couple of scriptures to consider with each one of these sections, each one of these thoughts, and then a song to go with it. The first thing I want you to consider is the statement that I made before the, at the very top of the outline. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. It's almost out of place. Because before this, you have all of these these thoughts about Paul. He's talking in verse 5, I'm going to come to you. And and by the way, Timothy might come to you, verse 10. And then verse 12, Apollos, he's going to kind of come to you. And I just imagine this this is the end of a letter and Paul's just kind of saying some things. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Be ready with the collection. Be ready for these guys if they come. Uh, in Apollos, he's going to come when he has opportunity, is how it ends, verse 12. And then you get to verse 13, and Paul, after talking like this very factually about some of these things that you might be expecting to happen, he says, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you, be, let all that you do be done in love. It's just strong, almost as I, I say there, it's, a, it's like a militaristic call in the midst of do this, do that, watch for this guy, that guy, and then, hey, be alert. Seems like he almost switches gears for a second. But let's consider, first of all, this first call to action. This call for us, this warning to be on the alert, and it simply could be translated watch. You might think of, when you think of the word watch, you might think of watch and pray. Those words are sometimes used together in Scripture. Jesus told His apostles, watch and pray. He comes back and finds them asleep. No, watch and pray. Be alert. Be like a soldier who is standing guard out at the the wall of the city. You're the line of defense. You're the one who has to pay attention. And if there's anything going on, if there's an attack coming, a surprise in the darkness, you're the one who has to warn everybody. So you better watch. Be on the alert. So what are we watching for? This kind of seems out of the blue. Um, I'm going to tie it in with that context very lastly. But first, I think out of the context of this whole letter, Paul would say, watch your doctrine. Watch what you're learning. Watch what you've been focusing on. Watch what you are thinking about. Watch what you have been taught. Be alert for this. In chapter 3, verse 1, he had told them, he said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. They should have been growing and learning, but instead they're still infants. They have not been watching their doctrine. They have not been doing, acting upon what they had learned. The whole the whole book is so filled with so much information and most of it is like, uh, it seems like they should have known this. and It seems like they should have known that. And the other thing, why are they, here they are as a single church, the church in Corinth, and they're, they're divided in this way, that way, and the other way. And they have literally divided themselves by saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of Paul, so I'm of Cephas, I'm of Christ. And they got these divisions and stuff. It's a mess. You guys are like Infants. Pay attention to your doctrine. Watch out. Don't be fooled. Other people have come in and they're telling you other stuff and you're getting divided. No, just stick with the gospel truth. The very simple truth. There's a couple places he even relates that simple truth. But Jesus Christ, Him crucified. He talks about that in chapter 2. He talks about it in chapter 15. Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Look at the truth pertaining to Jesus. So be on the alert. Watch your doctrine. Watch who you follow. Look at chapter 4. This is is related to the first one, isn't it? Because if you follow the wrong person, you're going to get the wrong doctrine. Chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore I exhort you, be imitators of me. Chapter 11, verse 1. Be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. Folks, here in this little word, watch, Paul says, be on the alert. Watch your doctrine, watch who you follow. If you're following a man, you better make sure that man is following very closely to Christ. And actually, I would say, only imitate the person that you're following in the fact that they have imitated Christ. Just as Paul says, be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. Know your doctrine, know who you follow. Number three, watch for sin in the church. That's what chapter 5 is all about. Some of the crazy things they were doing is that they had a sinner in their congregation and they were proud of it. Look at this awful sin. It's so wonderful. You know, it's just bizarre. Chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard. Or a swindler not even to eat with such a one? For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? The question has an answer within itself. The answer is, yes, we do judge those within this church. But those who are outside, God judges. Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. So here it is, very much related to doctrine, very much related to whom you follow. Also, watch for sin in the church. Do not let sin get into the church and run rampant. And that's not to say that we're all to be perfect. But it's all, if we sin and we fail, we're caught in a sin, we acknowledge that sin and we repent of it and turn away from it. If anyone's not willing to do that, then it needs to be addressed. So watch for that. Number four, not only do you watch for sin in the church amongst your brothers because you are your brother's keeper, watch for sin in self. Chapter six, verses 18 through 20. Flee immorality. Every sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price? Therefore glorify God in your body. Stay away from sin. Stay away from, and this is the context of sexual immorality, but every sin, we stay away from it. If we don't stay away from sin, then the church should come along and say, you need to do something, or else you're, we're not even going to welcome you into the church. We're not going to greet you if you come in. We are uh, expel. We're going to expel or remove the wicked man from among yourselves. So watch for sin in self. Watch your doctrine. Watch who you follow. Watch for sin in the church. Watch for sin in your own self, and then watch for the last trumpet. Chapter fifteen, verses fifty. Through 52. Um, Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. This is talking about the coming of Christ in judgment for this world at the end of time. That's the last trumpet. It literally says, watch for the last trumpet. Make sure you're ready for that. So be ready for when Jesus comes, be alert, watch. Number six, and here's where we get more to the immediate context, watch for Paul's return. In other words, you better be on the alert because Paul, he had said in verses five and following, I'm going to come to you when I can. Then he said, Timothy might be coming to you. Verse 12, Apollos is going to come when he has opportunity, so be alert. And again, it goes back to point number one, watch your doctrine. You guys, I just wrote this letter to you, and you're a mess. You're infants. You need to get on the ball, get your act together, because somebody's going to show up very soon. So be alert. So now that makes sense to me that it it was like, all right, hey, you guys have the collection ready. Someday I'm going to get there, this guy, that guy, the other guy, and then be alert. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? I'm coming to you. You have issues. Get your act together, church. God is clear, and He calls us to be and follow what He has directed here in His Word, as we watch our doctrine and we follow whoever it might be, but we're following ultimately Christ, when we do that well, we're going to be ready. That is the essence of watching. That's the essence of being ready. That's the essence of being a faithful soldier on duty. That's the essence of what Jesus was asking His apostles in that garden was to watch and pray. Let us be ready. Let's be, and, I, and again I come back to this idea, it's kind of a militaristic, all of these put together, be on the alert. So you're a watchman on the wall, standing firm, acting like men. That's kind of a call for courage and them being strong. They all work together to point us as, as the fact that we are soldiers who are in a fight, in a battle, our fight is not against men, but our fight is for, uh, for Christ and for the faith. And we, when we're watching for all these things, we're doing the fight really well. So let's, let's be watchful and ready for all that we need to be ready for. Song number 480 is the song that we will use. We'll sing. We're singing all the verses of all these songs. So 480, uh, verses 1 through 5. By the way, uh, in verse number 3, it's always a funny one to me. I'm sure I've learned this a bunch of times. But panoply just refers to a full suit of armor. You put on the full armor of God. Be watchful and ready. So don't leave places unguarded. Put on the armor of God. Be ready because this life is not easy. Life isn't easy for Non Christians, they've got their battles, they've got their difficulties, and it's hard. Life is hard. But as Christians, life is still a fight and a struggle for us, so we have to be ready to fight. We have to be ready to work hard for the Lord and put on the armor of God and rely upon His strength. We do that by watching, being alert, having the correct doctrine following our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second statement is stand firm what goods a soldier if a soldier doesn't stand firm you can watch and then when you see the battle come what are you going to do? No point in watching if you're not going to be ready to stand firm. verses 15 in chapter 15 verse number 58. After warning and preparing people for the idea that Christ is going to come, that last trumpet sound, Paul tells them, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. We don't turn and run. We don't scare Christ is on our side. We are more than conquerors. End of verse 2 of the song that we just sang. We stand firm for Jesus. We're steadfast. He is steadfast for us. Let us be always steadfast for Him. Don't move. Have the right doctrine. Follow Jesus and stand firm. On the rock. That rock is Jesus. When you stand firm, it doesn't mean things are going to be easy. Stand firm acknowledges the fact that something's going to come at you. Something's going to be pushing you. We considered last week, verse number 9, when Paul was talking about a, a door open for him, he says, for a wide door for effective service has opened to me. And there are many adversaries adversaries first Corinthians 6 9 talks about adversaries coming it doesn't say Paul Paul doesn't go well so there are but some adversaries have showed up so I think I'm going to come to you sooner because I just don't want to deal with adversaries reminds me of the time Paul got walked into the city of well he was outside of the gate was preaching they They thought he was a god at first. They changed their mind. They stoned him to death. Dragged him outside of the city. Left him for dead. Paul had some adversaries. They were adversaries in in Lystra who wanted to kill him. Perhaps they did kill him. Perhaps they just knocked him out. I don't know for sure. But I think they killed him and the Lord brought him and raised him right back up. Got more stuff for you to do. So what does Paul do? What did Paul do when he got up off the ground and all the people surrounding him just looking at him going? Walks back into town. When the Lord's on your side, you don't worry about adversaries. Greater is he who is within us than he who is in the world. We don't scare easy, folks, because Jesus is on our side. So stand firm. Are you standing firm? Are you watchful? Standing firm in the faith. Doing what you can. When you see an open door for ministry, you're aware of it and you're taking advantage of it. We're not just living this life like the rest of the people in the world. We are different. We are set apart. We are holy. Which means set apart to serve God's purpose. That is us. Are you standing firm? Effective ministry. Adversaries come and you're like, oh, this isn't pleasant, but oh, I'm going to stand firm. Not going to give in. Not going to give up. Song 178 is our next song. Song 178. How firm a foundation. It's laid for your faith and His excellent words. So we see how watching and doctrine and living in Christ Jesus, that we've got to stand firm in it. That is, the faith is what we stand firm in. Let's sing song number 178 verses 1, 2, and 3. Stick with him no matter how bad it gets. He will not forsake us. The next phrase might be a strange one to you, and depending upon your translation, it might translate it different. But we've had be alert, stand firm, and now act like men. Act like men. So your your translation might translate it into what it means, and that is be courageous. What good's an army? If they're not filled with courage. And you see how this is a, a militaristic call. It's be on the watch, stand firm, firm for the truth, firm for your the people who you are guarding, and act like men. Take courage. Be strong. And I think all Christians, men, women, young, old, we all need to act like men. We all need to act with courage. We all need to know that we are in this battle. We all hear the call of this This idea that that we are soldiers of Christ and we've got to press on. We cannot back down. We need to act like men. So take courage. Take courage. And notice the assumption is you're going to need some courage, right? It's not easy when you're doing what the Lord calls you to do. So take courage. Courage. In the second point there, I, I I say that men are called to be leaders in the family and in the church. Don't let others do what you are called to do. Folks, there are in our society, I, I really have to pause for a moment and take the, the time to say that this when this says act like men. That there are men, Christian men, who need to hear this call that we need to step up and be the leaders that God wants us to be. We need to act like men. We are responsible for the family, we are responsible for leading the church. We need to act like men, we need to take courage, and we need to not let anybody take our place doing that. We're all called to step forward to the front lines and lead. I have this passage from all the way back in 2nd Samuel. 2nd Samuel chapter 11 in verse number 1. And here it says, then it happened in the great in the spring that at the time when the kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants his servants with him, and all Israel. And they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Rabah. So what king, this verse is saying this is what kings do. They go out, they lead their armies into battle. Uh, fits right along with our idea that this is militaristic language, Right? <coughs> Now, if you opened up your Bible, you noticed something, though. I didn't finish reading verse 1. But David stayed at Jerusalem. That's not just kind of there for information. That's there for a reason. This is letting us know... This is kind of like God making an accusation and making us aware that David was allowing others to go out and do what he should have been doing. He was the leader of Israel's army. He's the mighty king. He had had all these, you read previous chapters, he was the one who led the nation into becoming a great nation. And then for some reason, he got distracted, decided to let somebody else do what he was supposed to be doing. He stayed home. He stopped leading. And that led into him not being alert, and he fell into sin. Men of the congregation, we need to step up and act like men. Fathers, you need to step up and act like men. Young people... You need to step up and be ready because someday you need to act like a man and take responsibility for leading your family and leading the church. Song number 483 is what we shall sing next. 483, please turn there. Here is another song that really fits with all these to watch, to stand firm, to be courageous, to act like men. We need to stand up strong for Jesus. 483. Watch, stand firm, act like men, be strong. How do you get strong? Soldiers. How did they stay strong? How did they stay fit for battle? You watch those shows on television with all those old warriors, and uh, they always picture them. These are these guys were buff and huge and real warriors, right? You wouldn't. You look at these guys. You wouldn't want to mess with them. They don't get that way by just sitting on the sidelines and saying, hey, "I'm going to sit over here and eat and drink and blah 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 and let me know if somebody watch if there's a battle going on, just let me know." Now, it takes some training, doesn't it? Strength physical strength comes from exercise, from discipline, from eating like right, from having good rest. Taking care of your body, pushing your body, practicing they aren't good warriors who uh, don't practice their arts. And the same is true spiritually. We can't sit on the sidelines and then expect ourselves to be ready for some battle and think we're going to be strong when we need to be strong. We have to, have to exercise. We have to prepare ourselves. Chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians verses 24 through 27. This is a passage that we studied as we went through the book. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but the one but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Then they do it to, they they then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we and imperishable. Therefore I run in such a way not as without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air but I discipline my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others I myself will not be disqualified. So be ready. Be strong. It really goes back up to what we said in, in the first point. Have your doctrine Study, know, be strong in the faith, stand firm in it, and put it into practice. Don't just say, I'm learning something, I'm strong. No, put it into practice. Watch for those open doors. And even though there's going to be opposition to you, put it to work. Be strong. If there's anybody... Uh, and, and this song, the last song, was, uh, was very clear about this. We can't st- stand in our own strength. We have to stand in the strength of Jesus. So if we're going to be strong, we have to be strong in Christ. And if there's anybody here today who needs to give their life to Jesus, we're about to remember Him at the Lord's Supper. He is our strength. And He's the one who puts into perspective what the battle's about. He didn't come as a conquering king with a great army with tanks and such. No, we are his great army. He died as a servant. And so we, this is our strength. This is how we live as servants of Christ. If there's anybody who needs to give their life to Christ, I encourage you. We're going to sing number 483. We're going to stand up and sing this song. If you need to respond to the call of the gospel and give your life to Jesus, please uh, come. Number 583. 89 I'm very grateful for a confused look. Is that what I got? I was on the wrong, I kept open. Thank thank you. 589. (laughs) To Christ be true. If you need to give your life to Christ, if you need to make Him your loyalty, your one Lord, and be strong in Him, I encourage you to come as we stand together and sing this song.